0: Hi and welcome to our podcast. At Elim Life Church, we're really praying that you would be impacted by God's word as you listen today. If you've got any stories of answered prayer or you'd like to get in touch in any way, please contact us via our website, www.elimlifechurch.co.uk. God bless.
1: 1 to 18. Later, Jesus appeared again to the disciples beside the Sea of Galilee. This is how it happened. Several of the disciples were there. Simon Peter, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. We'll come too, they all said. So they went out in the boat, but they caught nothing all night. At dawn, Jesus was standing on the beach, but the disciples couldn't see who he was. He called out, Bellows, have you caught any fish? No, they replied. Then he said, throw out your net on the right-hand side of the boat and you'll get some. So they did, and they couldn't haul in the net because there were so many fish in it. Then the disciple Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic he had stripped for work, jumped into the boat and headed to shore. The other stayed with the boat and pulled the loaded net to the shore for they were only about a hundred yards from shore. When they got there they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 large fish and yet the net hadn't torn. Now come and have some breakfast, Jesus said. None of the disciples dared to ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Then Jesus served them the bread and the fish. This was the third time that Jesus had appeared to his disciples since he had been raised from the dead. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said. You know I love you. And take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you, Jesus said, and feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were young, you were able to do as you liked. You dressed yourself and you went wherever you wanted to go. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and others will dress you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know by the kind of death he would glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me.
0: to do something. And then halfway through, thought to yourself, why on earth did I agree to do this? Well, I had a moment like that a number of years ago. I was invited to do a charity skydive, a tandem skydive to jump out of an airplane whilst attached to an instructor and in the process, raise lots of money for charity. Seemed like a great idea at the time, what could possibly go wrong? So in anticipation and excitement, I went to the airfield, I put on all of the gear, I had all the training and we were waiting for a break in the clouds. I was ready. I knew my instructor, I knew what was expected of me and we get into the plane and we climb up to 12,000 feet and they suddenly fling wide the door of the aeroplane. And I'm attached to the instructor behind me and and he sits on the edge of the plane and there's this moment where I'm dangling just over the edge. we're about to go into free fall and I have this moment of panic and fear and oh my goodness what have I got myself into and this wasn't what I was expecting but also this moment of realizing there's no turning back I'm just gonna have to rely on the instructor remember my training and trust and off we go and I guess that story reminds me A little bit of the situation the disciples find themselves in, as we've heard read today from John chapter 21. That they had been instructed, that they had time with the instructor Jesus, that he had planned and he prepared and he'd explained to them what was going to happen, that he was going to die, that he was going to raise from the dead. And yet they have this moment of deciding, am I going to turn back to what I used to know or am I going to keep following after all that God has for me? And so they find themselves in a really familiar place by the the Sea of Galilee. Jesus has appeared to them twice as the resurrected Jesus and and they're told to wait for him and he's going to meet with them there. And so they head back to what they know best, the Sea of Galilee. And, And I love Peter, Peter does what Peter does and he says, I'm going fishing. And they go, we'll come too, they all said, but they caught nothing. You know, I want us to think today about three things in particular. One, the call of God. Two, the care and concern of God. And three, a conversation where God restores and redeems and allows Peter to have a fresh start. And this whole situation, this place, this moment in Galilee must have reminded them of the call of God on their lives. It was so familiar. You see this is where Jesus had first called them. They were fishermen. They had been out fishing. They hadn't caught anything and and Jesus tells them and and they catch this miraculous catch of fish and then Jesus issues them an invitation, follow me. And so it's no surprise that, that at this place of Galilee, at this really familiar place, that Jesus appears to them and meets with them. I wonder if as they sat with Jesus, as they're encountering him afresh in this place, if they're reminded of that first call, that first invitation to follow. How much has changed since then? They've seen Jesus the miracle worker. They've seen Jesus the teacher. They've seen Jesus the calmer of storms. They've seen Jesus overcome death. And yet there's this beautiful pause moment. It's a really intimate moment between Jesus and his disciples in Galilee. You know, this place is comfortable and familiar. I don't know, as you look around the walls of your comfortable familiar home, if you're like just desperate for something that is different from the four walls in this season. But I wonder how Jesus is meeting you in that place. I wonder if today he wants to remind you that there's a call on your life. That he's involved and invested in you that he still wants you to follow after him in all things, whether on lockdown, whether on front lines, whether alone or with your family, that there's still a call on your life in this season, that it may look different, but that he's with you. And then the second thing I absolutely love about this account is just the care and concern of Jesus. You know, they get to the beach. Peter sees him from the shore and impetuously jumps into the water and swims towards him. The other disciples are left looking after the boat and the fish. And and when they all get to the beach, Jesus has prepared a fire and there's fish frying and bread. He's got them a barbecue breakfast on the beach. Such care and concern for them as whole people. And that is so true of us today that Jesus is interested in our spiritual, our emotional, our mental, our practical needs. Maybe the catch of fish reminded them that he is a supernatural God that he has the same power and that he can move miraculously to provide in their lives. Maybe today you need to hear that message from God. Or perhaps it's that encouragement that that he's there with care and concern. You know, many years later, Peter would pen some words that are recorded for us in 1 Peter 5 and verse 7. And in it, Peter encourages every follower of Jesus to cast all their cares on Jesus because he cares for us. I wonder if when he was writing those words, he remembered this moment where Jesus is handing out the bread and the fish. And and after a hard night's work, they're, they're there eating together as friends in this intimate moment of pausing and conversation and care and concern. It is the Lord, Peter says. And he encourages them to bring the fish And I just imagine them kind of all working together and looking at Jesus and and realising there's no turning back. There's a call on their lives. Jesus still cares for us in the same way that he's always cared for us. And it will look different You know, Jesus will go on to tell them to wait in Jerusalem, that the Holy Spirit is about to come and and lead them and guide them and be a presence in their life. But that reminder that Jesus, that God himself is with us in care and concern. And then it moves on to this conversation between Peter and Jesus. You see, Peter needed a deeper moment with Jesus. He needed that moment of restoration and redemption. I am so thankful to God that even when we mess up, even when we fail and we make mistakes, that he is a God who is quick to forgive, that he is a God who is slow to anger, that he is a God who is full of second chances, third chances, fresh starts, fresh opportunities. You know, Peter had really let Jesus down. Peter had this incredible promise that he would be one who, who God would rely on, be foundational in the building of the church. And Jesus had also warned him that he would deny him three times. And and we know that as we thought about just a few weekends ago at Easter, that Peter has this moment where those words are fulfilled, where he's around a different fire. And around this fire, three times he's asked by different people, yeah, you're with this Jesus guy, you've got the same accent. I recognize the hat. And Peter's like, I don't even know him. And the rooster crows. And Peter weeps as he realises he's betrayed and denied his Jesus. And I imagine as they sat around this beach, this barbecue breakfast, I wonder if Peter is remembering that other fire. That moment where he so let Jesus down. He was so quick to get to the beach, but I wonder, as Jesus begins a conversation with him, if if he can meet his eye or if he's kind of looking around. I always imagine them walking down the beach a little bit away from the other disciples and, and Jesus turning to Peter and saying, do you love me more than these? Peter's like, yes, I love you. And so Jesus tells him, feed my lambs. And then he asks a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And Peter's like, yes, you know I love you, yes. And and then he's like, take care of my sheep. And then a third time he asks, do you love me? It says that Peter was grieved. Peter was hurt at these words. I wonder if the third question brought back those memories of those three denials, this echo of his moment of failure. And yet here, Jesus is bringing him to a moment of restoration, of reminding him of the call and his care. And Peter's like, Lord, you know everything, you know I love you. And Jesus replies then, feed my sheep. You know, Peter had gone back to fishing, but that wasn't Jesus' call on his life. The call on his life wasn't to fish for fish, but to fish for people, to share the good news of the kingdom and And in this conversation, Jesus reminds Peter of that call and gently leads him to restoration. And he does that for each one of us in our moments of failure, in our moments of maybe letting people down or letting God down of when we've not quite got it right. Jesus says we can come to him in conversation, in prayer, and we can find a way to put those things right with him because his gaze is always full of love towards us. And his death and resurrection have made forgiveness possible for each one of us. So I want us to think then on reflection about these three elements of this story. The call of God on our lives. Because this story ends with Jesus describing how Peter is going to end his days. It's, It's not going to be good. It says when you're old, you'll stretch out your hands. Others will direct you and take you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to let him know what kind of death he would die to glorify God. Then Jesus told him, follow me. The very same words of invitation right at the beginning of this journey, follow me. Jesus issues that invitation again. And he issues that to each one of us, follow me. Follow me in the good times. Follow me in the challenging times. Follow me in the heartbreaking times. Follow me in the mountaintops and in the valleys. Follow me when your heart is bursting with joy and when the greatest prayer you can pray is simply the word help. Follow me. You know, Jesus issues that invitation, and even though Peter knows it will be challenging, he says, Yes, he follows after Jesus. We read on into the rest of the New Testament of Peter's desire to follow after Jesus, to be obedient to the call on his life and to recognise the presence of God with care and concern. And that is true of our lives. Jesus has a call on our lives, even in a global pandemic. I wonder, does he maybe want to just meet you in that place of need with his care and his concern and show you? He's the one that can supernaturally provide. or Maybe today he wants to have a conversation with you, just like he did with Peter, to bring you to a place of forgiveness and restoration afresh. So I want to give two ways for us to respond today. And the first is for those who've never said yes to following Jesus, that that you've never yet given your life to him and yielded your life to him and said, you know, I've, I've left you out of my life and I want to choose to follow after you. I want to accept that you paid the price for the wrong things in my life and and I want to turn away from that and turn to follow you. If you're in that position and you want to say yes to Jesus today, that's amazing, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And you can repeat that prayer and, and in the chat, you'll be able to press a button that says, I commit my life to the Lord. And then we'll be able to help you in the decision that you've made today. So here's the prayer. Dear Father God, thank you that you love me. Thank you, Jesus, that you died for me to offer me forgiveness and friendship. Thank you, Jesus, that you are alive so that I can follow you. I admit that I've left you out of my life. I've gone my own way and I'm sorry. I choose today to follow you. Holy Spirit, help me. In Jesus' name, amen. And maybe you're someone who has been following Jesus already for a little while, or maybe many years, and and today you've just been reminded that there's a call on your life, that Jesus has such care and concern for you, even in the challenging times, he is with you. And that maybe there's a conversation that Jesus wants to have with you, to speak his words of life and hope and affirmation. So we're gonna take a few moments to do that. Often when I'm praying, I like to imagine myself on this beach with Jesus. I like to imagine myself sat around this fire and looking into his eyes of love and having a conversation with him about whatever is on my heart and mind, whatever is troubling me. So why don't we take a few minutes to do that right now? To have a conversation with God for ourselves and say, God, this is what's going on. This is where I need you to meet a need. This is where I long for you to speak into my heart. And then I'm gonna pray for us all. Jesus, thank you that you are with me. Thank you that you are with each one of us. And I pray right now for every single person who's watching this online, that they would know the very real presence of a father and a friend, of a loving saviour, of the Holy Spirit who is with us and within us at all times. Lord, may we be so attentive to your voice, may we lift up our eyes from the situation we find ourselves in may we listen out for what truth and hope you want to speak into our lives in jesus name amen
2: everyone we're going to take communion together this morning and um, I'm so grateful that we've got technology that means we can still be together through technology and remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for us on the cross so I hope you got your bread and your juice ready to take communion with me this morning before we do that I just want to read us a scripture it comes from Acts 2 23 to 28 and it's from the New Living Translation But you followed God's pre-arranged plan. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to the cross and murdered him. However, God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life again. For death could not keep him in its grip. King David said this about him. I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be shaken for he is right beside me. No wonder my heart is filled with joy and my mouth shouts his praises, my body rests in hope. For you will not leave my soul among the dead or allow the Holy One to rot in the grave. You have shown me the way of life and you will give me wonderful joy in your presence. And as we take of the bread and the juice this morning, I want us to remember that beautiful exchange that Jesus made on the cross for us that horrible, horrendous death that he died. It was actually a prearranged plan by God to give us salvation, to bring us freedom, to bring us hope, to bring us assurance, to bring us joy and peace. And as he gave of his body that day, and he gave of his life for us, I want us to take hold of all those things that he exchanged in the place of his death, the hope and the joy and the peace. And as we can see from that scripture, it talks about my body rests in hope because of what Jesus did. That I know that he's always with me because of the sacrifice that Jesus made. And as we take bread this morning, I want us to remember that beautiful exchange that Jesus gave us as he died upon the cross. I want our hearts to be full of gratitude and to thank him for all that he has done for us. So let's take the bread together and remember those things. And let's take the juice as well that reminds us of his blood that freely flowed that day for us, that brought us life, brought us hope, brought us peace and joy. Father, I want to thank you for the goodness that you have shown to every single one of us. I thank you for the peace that you give us. God, I thank you for the sacrifice that you made for us on that cross. And in exchange, God, gave us everything that we need. Lord, I thank you that we have hope and assurance in you because of the death that you died for us on the cross. Thank you, Lord, amen.